trend. This is this is fun. Okay, wait. I'm like a mid yawn slash stretch right now. All right. <laughs> well, one, this is not who's woke. What's going on? Oh my god, it's just Taylor, and it's not who's woke. What's what? What's happening? It's currently eight forty. <clears throat> A.M. It's currently 8.40 a.m. I've been up since 6 a.m., maybe 5. I can't remember exactly. And I am. I decided to record the first episode of my podcast. Um, this is a separate offshoot of Who's Woke. Who's Woke is still going to be producing episodes. Um, this is just my personal decision of going off and doing my own thing because there's a lot of things that I want to talk about with everybody that are just that's just not fitting for who's woke there's a lot of things that go on in my brain okay um I think we have to get that out of the way those of you that don't know me I think this is going to be a really great way to know me in a different way um where the hell? Oh my god, I thought I just spilled my coffee. Alright, so the reason I decided to start this podcast is because of a situation that occurred in my life. I'm gonna take, let's let's go back, alright? Let's go back. So, it's, or whatever, last month of 2020. It's December 2020. And I get a message from my friend Christian. And Christian messages me this link to a Chegg internships website that takes me to a podcast host internship with this podcast network. I'm not going to mention the podcast network name because I don't really want to be affiliated, obviously, but I ended up applying for this internship to be a podcast host for this thing. So I end up getting the interview and I'm really, really excited because I'm like, oh my god, this is the first thing that I'm honestly really, really excited about to work on. And it's not even, I'm a psychology major. So podcast hosting, um, social media, stuff like that is not my top priority. But I have kind of made it in my mind to be a priority. I've always loved talking sharing collaborating with other people but because of my past and in my past self I guess you could say I never really felt worthy of being somebody that should be able to share or has anything valuable to even share with anybody which is really sad and I would never ever what the hell like I swear I'm hearing things that are like getting like dropped and shit in the background and I'm like, there's, it's literally so quiet in my room. Anyways, back to the story. So I get this interview for this podcast host internship. And the interview's good, all right? It's, it's an interesting thing. I thought I might be getting paid slightly. And there is an opportunity for payment through this internship. But it's just not guaranteed. It's based on sponsorships. But what they were requiring of me was that I did two one-hour episodes a week. And that I would be editing them, posting them, um, titling them, 
obviously recording them. And that is a lot of effort. I know from experience how much effort it is to make a podcast, to produce a podcast, to record, to edit, to everything that comes with doing a podcast. Um, Just to kind of put in perspective, I say it's like taking on another course for school. Like a course that you actually, it's not like you're actually like just in the course and you're just bullshitting your way through it. No, like you're actually doing all of the work for the course and you're wanting to get 100% because in this industry, you know, you're doing everything from square one and people are picky. That's the thing. And I didn't, I haven't learned this from other people. I've learned this from myself. I am a very picky viewer when I'm watching something, when I'm listening to something, if it's not interesting me for like two minutes, I'm okay, I'm done. Like, all right, I'm over it. So I'm going to turn it off. I don't want people to turn it off. I don't want people to listen to my content and be like, okay, this is boring, bye. There's going to be episodes like that. There's going to be videos that I produce, audio recordings that I produce, episodes, whatever. People are like, this is just not what I like. Goodbye. Um, But... I want there to be content that I do produce that people want to listen to. People want to, they can't get enough of it. So, um, within this podcast internship though, there was a lot of limitations for me. And if I'm going to share, I came, I came to the realization that if I'm going to share my story, if I'm going to give advice, if I'm going to speak on something, I want to speak on it fully with everything that I believe about that topic. I don't want to be censored from my experiences, from things I can share, um, just anything. I don't want to be censored. I So that led to my idea to create my own podcast. And I'm not sure who my target audience is yet. I have gotten feedback from not just females about, you know, my whole experience. And maybe that's where we'll start, is we'll start with my ability to record this now. I'm having a hard time, like, describing this because I have to be mindful that you guys haven't been with me, like, this entire journey, um, this entire experience. But I want... To kind of put people in the position to put themselves in my shoes. Because I am just an ordinary person just like everybody else. <laughs> That's the reality. Is when I And when I look at people now, I see them equivalent to myself. Like whether you're Kim K, Drake, Kanye, whoever you look up to, we're all equivalent to them. And that's really, that's really what propelled me into doing something like this is because I realized we are all equivalent to one another. <laughs> that nobody is above one another. We have to work with what we have because if we're just sitting around looking at what everybody else has all the time, then we're never going to appreciate what's in front of us. So I'm here using my tools, using my experiences to share with others Because I've not only felt called to do this because of feedback from other people, but I do feel like I have a message that I could share with other people. I've been talking for 10 minutes.
I'm not sure if like the 10 minutes were valuable because I'm gonna want to trash them who knows all right so how did I get here how did I get here so with the podcast internship there's a lot of limitations on what I'd be allowed to do and share and who I'm allowed to be on this podcast I would also be hopping into a podcast that had been previously done before and I don't know if it's the independent person inside of me that just hates the idea of like doing something or like continuing something somebody's already done like a podcast especially like I would rather have my own my own name my own brand my own opportunities that I can get from it I don't really want to be starting from square 200 with another podcast like I really just rather start my own um build it up so that's kind of what not kind of that's what I'm doing here I am going to be unapologetically myself I'm going to share my experiences I'm not going to censor myself anymore I spent a lot of time doing that. There's been a lot of fear behind sharing what I want, I've want. i been wanting to share. The thing that makes me unique also for everybody, every one of us to take a step back and think about where we can apply this in our own life. Because we all have something unique and special about ourselves. Something that if we were to share it with the world, that it could make a positive impact. But a lot of the times, that very same thing is also the most vulnerable part of ourselves. It's the part of ourselves that we don't want to share with other people because we don't want them to view us that way. We want to leave behind the past and move forward in the present. And I understand that. I understand the feeling of wanting to stay in the present moment, wanting to move forward. That was actually my original plan (laughs) and it's kind of funny to think about it now because it was so my my vision or my idea of my life and moving forward with my life after 2020 was very different originally and I'm gonna have to preface on here for people that don't know my story Uh, so I, in 2020, I lost a hundred pounds. It's currently 2022, January, start of the new year. But since 2020, I've lost over a hundred pounds and it's been a journey. It's been, it's been unlike anything I've experienced in my life. And for everybody, for every single person that has lost weight, any amount of weight, Um, especially a significant amount of weight that in itself is a whole experience but on top of that in 2020 I also basically met myself for the first time I was constantly like my real personality I felt was suppressed the ability to be my real self was suppressed by uh, eating disorders by depression by anxiety by um, self-doubt by all of these different factors that just like hindered my personality and let me tell you a little secret I did most of them to myself yeah 
I did most of them to myself. I self-perpetuated a lot of suffering. And I'm willing to say that because a lot of us are doing the same thing to ourselves. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh and be like, oh my god, like, as something so serious. But that's the reality, is that I to this day, have had little things that I've done that I'm like, I should not be doing this. And until I decide, all right, we're not doing this anymore, it will continue. And you're going to continue to push yourself down. We should only be doing things that are pushing ourselves up, propelling us into society. It's okay to have our days sometimes, but we got to get back up and get back at it. So within my experience throughout 2020, I also got really in touch with my spirituality. That's very, very high priority in my life now is my spirituality and like my relationship with God. And that's a lot of, you know, what we talk about on Who's Woke podcast I have with Julia. So if you want to go check out more of like the spirituality, oopsies, (laughs) if you want to check out more of the spirituality aspect, conversations, Um, definitely check that out on there. I will be having those conversations, but I want to keep it pretty broad here. On this podcast, I want to keep it pretty broad. Like, we can talk about whatever we want, whenever we want. I want to have guests on eventually, all this stuff. I do feel like I'm bouncing around a lot, but I decided that I wasn't going to be a great fit for this podcast that I possibly could do an internship with. Yes, was it a great opportunity because I would be working with a podcast network? I would already have an audience of people to speak to. Yes, great. Would it be great because I would have people to back me up for experience on a resume? Yes. Are there all these other reasons, honestly, that are also great reasons to join this podcast company and work with them? There's a lot, but there's also so many positives of working for myself and doing this project by myself. I have always been an ambitious person. I've always wanted to chase my dreams. I just never allowed myself even the opportunity to get started on them, believe in them for a second because I didn't think I was worthy. And now I'm sitting here feeling more worthy than ever that even if not one person wants to listen to this, even cares what I have to say, I feel happy doing this. I feel comfortable sitting in front of a microphone and sharing my experiences because as much as I say, you know, if not one person listens to this, I know there will be at least one person that benefits from this. I don't really have that doubt at all. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a journey. It's gonna be a journey. Um, do I want to start talking about my morning and how I'm feeling? It's 9 a.m. now. You know what? Let's do a little, let's have a little topic, okay? Ha ha ha. Mwa ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Alright. ba ba No, alright. Body dysmorphia. <laughs> how do I even start talking about something so cruel, so destructive, so depressing. 
I don't even know. I'm not. I'm having trouble coming up with adjectives to describe body dysmorphia. But let's talk about it, though. All right? Let's talk about it. Body dysmorphia. She's a friend, a foe to many of us. Um, mostly a foe. If she's a friend at all, she's that friend that talks behind your back. You know, like snake energy. She doesn't actually care about you, you know? She's that. She's that girl. Um, that guy. So body dysmorphia is something I feel called to talk about today because I am having a relapse day, we'll call it. Alright? Um, a relapse morning. I don't really know if it's a relapse, um, but this is what I feel, alright? This morning, I woke up, and when I looked at myself in the mirror, I looked 20 pounds heavier than I actually am. And some of you that don't really know the experience of body dysmorphia might be like, oh, maybe you just ate a little bit too much last night, and now you look a little puffy, or whatever, Maybe. I'm just kidding. No, like, it's not the same thing. It's not. Alright, so, body dysmorphia. Um, I'm actually first going to read you the Google description when I first look it up to give you, like, a... I'm not going to say, like, a better definition, but uh, a definition coming from what you would hear online. And then we'll talk about it, see if it's actually accurate. So, body dysmorphic disorder, also known as BDD, uh, or body dysmorphia, is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. Huh. Why did I not know that was the definition? A mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. See, that sounds really negative. Oh my goodness. I think that's so negative. Um, And I'm looking at the symptoms and it says mood, anxiety, or general discontent. Also, uncommon, unwanted thoughts, compulsive behavior, or depression. Those are all, you know, accurate, I would say. And then treatment, we just have therapies. All right. So, okay, so... People with this disorder may frequently examine their appearance in a mirror, constantly compare their appearance of that of others, and avoid social situations or photos. So I think that this could be a version or one situation of body dysmorphia. Um, I think you could be obsessed with a factor of yourself. You could look at yourself and be like, oh my god, my nose, I hate my nose, and you know, you won't let it go until you get your nose job in reality your nose is fine you know i feel like it's almost guaranteed that you'll have some type of body dysmorphia some level of it if you lose a significant amount of weight because what happens is in that year time frame that i lost 100 pounds um, my brain was so used to seeing My body and my image, my self-image in general, was so used to seeing the image that was reflected back to me in the mirror that once I lost that weight, it was, it couldn't catch up fast enough and almost update fast enough. Um, Like my, like it's a system in my body. My system wasn't updating fast enough for like my eyes to perceive that I had lost so much weight and that I was really skinny actually 
Um, and this is where we can get in trouble with, you know, taking weight loss too far. Um, I made sure from the beginning of my weight loss that I spoke to people close to me and I told them, I said, if I'm looking too skinny, if I'm getting too skinny, let me know. And obviously they're not going to do it. They care about me. They're not going to do it in, hey, mm, you need to start eating a little bit more. You're looking a little thin. You're, you know, like in a, a deprecating way, like a, they're putting me down. They're doing it in a, hey, this is, you asked us to tell you if we feel like it's getting too far. And we're just, you know, checking in. How much are you eating? Are you doing everything healthily still? Are you whatever? Because there would be times where I wouldn't see my family for maybe like three months or something. And then I would come back and see them. And they're like, holy shit, you look so much skinnier. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But also you haven't seen me in three months. And... Whenever you're working on your body, like going to the gym, stuff like that, obviously you're going to look thinner, but I'm like, yeah, this is my weight. This is what I'm eating. Like, this is my eating schedule. I'm definitely doing it healthy. We're all good in that department. So in a real life situation, um, like this morning, I'll walk you through my morning. So I get up and the first thing I do is I look at myself in the mirror and I just notice that my face looks puffier. It looks like my jawline isn't as defined. My skin just looks a little bit duller. Uh, I just look like I have a lot of water being held in my body. Just a lot of like extra weight. And then I'll do this thing where I'll go up to Julia, my best friend sometimes. And I say, you know, like, do my legs look really big today or... Do I just like look a little bit like chunkier today? And at this point, like I fluctuated so much in my weight um, over the past two years in a good way. I've I've developed a good relationship with my weight fluctuation now. So I can handle it. I can handle it if I did just gain a few pounds. I'll just lose it. But she looks at me and she's like, no, <laughs> like, no, you don't look any different. And it's just. It's disappointing because my eyes are starting to betray me. Like, my eyes are betraying me. That's not actually what I look like. But my eyes are making me look a little bit heavier. So then when I go to the gym later today, say I didn't, I wasn't actively aware of how my body dysmorphia is making me feel. When I go to the gym today, I'm going to torture myself extremely because I feel like I put on a few too many one too many pounds over the weekend and now I have to burn them off but in reality like body dysmorphia is just amplifying you know it's kind of just reverting you the body dysmorphia is just bringing you back to a past scenario where you actually did look like that but I don't look like that anymore so it's it's really difficult and even if you aren't at your ideal weight and you're in the middle of losing weight, and I remember when I would experience body, really bad body dysmorphia um, towards the beginning of my weight loss, where I'd feel like I haven't made any progress, basically. That was really, really hard for me because I felt like I was putting in all this work, and then when I looked at myself in the mirror, I wouldn't see any progress. It would take somebody taking a photo of me to break me out of it. Because when I'm looking in the mirror and I'm, you know, looking straight at myself, my eyes in that moment are, you know, developing the image of myself. But when someone takes a picture, it's more 
objective, I guess. Like, it's like you are looking through someone else's eyes instead of your own. And I remember this one instance in particular where I was at a pizza shop with my mom and my brothers. And this was when my, my younger brother was still shorter than me, but it was only by, like, two inches. So then my mom goes, and she takes a picture of us back to back. And my brother's pretty thin, like, he's a pretty thin person and when I look at the picture I noticed that I'm like almost the same size as him I think in that moment I started like tears were brought to my eyes Uh, I tend to get really emotional (laughs) over a lot of things I'm a pretty emotional person but with this in particular I was pretty emotional um, because I hadn't even been in a picture where I actually saw what I looked like so I just felt like I was like literally probably 40 pounds heavier than I actually saw in that picture um, and that really snapped me out of it and and that actually let me be who I was in that moment but yeah so for me body dysmorphia has been really impairing of a lot of things because I have worked so hard to be where I am and to wake up two years later and to look at myself and see a reverse in progress so quick but it's not actually real it's like literally fake but to my eyes it's real and I have been I began to practice this thing where when I have these days I imagine that my eyes that I'm looking at myself like please bear with me when I say this because it's a lot but I imagine that the eyes that are seeing myself in the mirror are not my eyes (laughs) I imagine that they are the eyes of my past self Um, the eyes of even somebody else because really my opinion is the only one that matters so when I picture it as somebody else at least it's not me it's not actually me and then my eyes are just you know they're taking a little nap you know they'll come back later (laughs) anything that's going to put you back in to your power like the person that you are even if you do look like that and that's not who you want to be perceived as that doesn't give you the right to judge yourself for the person you're being right now. I'm sorry, but the biggest person you also need to start learning to stand up to is yourself. Because you will say some mean shit to yourself, okay? Like, you'll say worse things than most other people would even ever say to you. Because it is ourself. But we have to start talking to ourselves like we're ourselves as children, you know? Think of your brain, think of your body as a child. What things would you be telling yourself? What things would you be feeding yourself, you know? Let's really start speaking to ourselves as children. Um, Not like you're an idiot, but like an educated child that needs love. And that brings us to the end of episode one. I'm sorry if you thought that ended at a really weird spot. I recorded that first part of the episode two days ago when I was having that little relapse in the morning, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. But this is what this podcast is about. It's about being raw, unapologetic, talking about what's on our minds. And I'm just really excited to see where this podcast takes me, um, how it allows me to grow and expand as a person. And I'm excited to talk to people with similar and different life stories than me. Bring them on here and really just be vulnerable. This is what this platform is for. And I'm ready to step into this new adventure. (laughs) 
So welcome to Taylor Says. I will catch you guys next Saturday for a brand new episode. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your best friend, tell your dog. Everybody, Taylor Says, every Saturday, new episode. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.